This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into the prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl! A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I stop on your mom? The Guardian Leviosa. From now on, you do as I do. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Herring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, I'm Amanda, and with me today is my awesome, hilarious, wonderful, and definitely affected by Mercury record retrograde co-host, Monica. Hey, Monica. Hello. Hey, Amanda. Yes, affected by Mercury retrograde. Tech is faring quite well with, with me still, um, so that's fine. But yeah, everything else is a bit wonky <laughs> yeah, this mercury retrograde is definitely about your relationships and your communication so uh like not your specifically oh, like that's what the point is kind of indicative of so oh i also last night we had I had a communication er- error quite literally with a weirdo or two oh, no. ah, there you go that makes so how when did it start did you say last night at 905 eastern time but we were kind of feeling the effects all day yesterday, as far as I know. And then it's lasting for three or four weeks. I fucking Mercury can stop retrograding and all that. Always mm-hmm. blame blame Mercury. Exactly. Yes. Yes, indeed. How are you doing over I'm there o- in I'm the okay. Canadians? I'm okay. I have a sore throat. Okay, it's good. Um, and mm. I was just describing in pre-show about my sleep interruption because of a dream spider so um so i'm feeling like quite low energy today (laughs) Um, but i'm really excited to talk about this topic yes because we loved it and it's amazing and we talk about enola fucking holmes that's not actually what the series is called or the movie is called (laughs) it should be yes it should be it's just called enola holmes and it's on netflix since september the 23rd Yes, starring our favorite Millie Bobby Brown and our pal Henry Cavill. Oh, pal? Our pal. <laughs> you call him pal? He's my pal, our, my buddy, my old friend. The one and only Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. And also the amazing Helena Bonham Carter, who is just also epic. Phenomenal. Love her. And the guy that played Mycroft, whose name I can't remember. I have Vicky open. It's Sam Calv. Kelflin? Oh, yeah. Is that him, actually? Wow, he looks so different on that image that... Wow, he's... What? <laughs> Is that him? Sorry, I'm just Wikipediaing this, and you should all, too, because he's actually really good-looking and all that. Hmm. Let me just... It is Mycroft Holmes. There wow. <laughs> is it and actually? He's but born he's born in 86. <laughs> oh, he's... Same but I have to get then. used... I have to get used to the fact that that actors are now definitely all younger than me. Well, so I watched Enola Holmes after I told my parents that I needed to watch it because I was recording Geek Caring, and Dad put it on like <laughs> I think it was September twenty third, maybe September twenty fourth. So I, it was a couple weeks ago that I've watched it, and we all quite enjoyed it for the most part. For the most part means you, or for the most part means your dad. All of us. 
for the most part. Okay. I'm curious where this goes. I also watched it. I think I woke up on the 23rd and I basically watched it in the morning because I was like, I'm Fuck doing yeah. this now or it's never ha or it's never going to happen. So that's what I did. <sighs> and I really liked it. Like that, these are the movies where I'm so just generally so happy that movies like this are out now. And I'm all constantly wondering what it would have done to my younger self or what it is doing now to girls in a, at a certain age that they actually have movies like this that they can watch where it's the con the message in all of them is just i can be my own i can grow my own i can do my own and i can rule this fucking world on my fucking own that's mm -hmm. why it's in all the fucking homes <laughs> it definitely has that like empowering girl power like fuck yeah vibes like i've, yeah. I've felt it through the whole thing um and Yeah, it was definitely, definitely enjoyable, like pretty much right from the first few scenes, like with Enola growing up uh, with her mom, who was played by Helena Bonham Carter and like such an unconventional upbringing for the time, like the, mm. what was it set in like the early 1900s? Um, Whenever James, uh, James Bond, what, what am I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Victorian times, isn't it? Yeah, Victorian times. Something so like that. 1800s. Um, don't know the exact year, but um, it yeah, it was Doesn't kind of an unconventional much. upbringing for the time period where you know women were supposed to, or young girls were supposed to be like seen and not heard, go to boarding school, learn how to be proper young ladies, and yet uh, um, Enola is learning how to sword fight and do archery and fight. And like all of the things that, you know, proper young women aren't supposed to learn how to do because, well, mm. it's not proper, it's not womanly, and it's something that the boys should do. Um, and her mom's mm. like, eh, no, <laughs> that's not going to work. That is, yeah. I love that. That go at it in general, that she's just, and her mother is already one who's saying, like, who's not giving any fucks about what other people say, and who knows that how she raises her daughter is exactly how what what the daughter needs and what is what is necessary and all that um so that sh that was just really inspiring to see and also the reactions of of everyone around them was just pretty like it's funny but also in a way from the point of view now it's just also a bit pathetic that um yeah she needs to wear gloves and she needs to wear a hat and and, and all that and she's just like whatever that itches i don't give a shit and i don't have gloves so that's pretty um yeah questioning the status quo of the time mm -hmm. and automatically also questioning the current status quo in a way it's just nice that that does that as well in somehow yeah there is definitely a lot of full circle moments when it's like okay so this movie might be set in victorian times um but hello, this is still relevant. Um, mm. So it's like infuriating also because it's like, wow, things haven't changed that much. Like they've changed, but really not that much Like in terms of how a lot of women, how a lot of men, I should say, feel that women should portray themselves in our current society. Yeah. I mean, I think we then also need to get back on what um, – Professor Talib said a while, so it might seem to us that it's not a lot, but a pair, but actually it is really, uh, it is a lot. And it's also kind of not really the real prediction of Victorian times because 
Um, even though the relationship that was going on then in the movie seemed to be more modern and all that, that still doesn't mean that that was something that has actually happened. So it's, I think it's a nice homage to the times with a twist of 2020, which mm -hmm. probably still, um, and we still got, we're not at the great, the bestest of places, but we're already at a pretty good place compared to 20, 30, 40 years ago. And even 200 years ago, when was Victorian times? 1700 something? No, 1800s. 18, Queen Victoria was 1837 to 1901. So it's basically the 19th century. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Um so yeah, like on the surface, I think, and and most like throughout most of it, uh, this has a really strong feminist message, like showing girls that you can be and do anything you want to, and stuff traditions, and you know, be your own goddamn badass fucking self. Um, mm. And like, yeah, I think it really does drive that message home in a lot of ways. Um, for me personally, I think it could have done without the lame love story. Um, yeah. I feel like, and I'm going to reference uh, our friend Mel um, has a blog now called Nerd Speech, and she wrote an article on Enola Holmes. And I'm going to reference that because I really did agree with what she said when she said that um, Enola Holmes, like every time, almost every time, like she built up to be this strong, badass woman. And then she was introduced to this love, love interest again. And I do feel that in a way like it wasn't mm. always like over of, of always in your favor it was kind of in the way of like the enola holmes was actually the savior instead of the the guy being the savior but at the same time it was mm. like it could have like the story could have been without him like it yeah it felt like i it do agree with that from the overall theme of enola holmes being the baddest bitch while i found this cute like this because i do like me sometimes some love stories oh, i do yeah. find them cute when they happen i also think it was unnecessary and took away from from her story in a way though i feel it was also a bit like it was nice and well what i find what they brought back together so interestingly which probably would have also been able would have also been possible without the love interest situation is that considering they wanted to i think so and this is now spoiler territory so if you have not watched the um movie because all the other things we've said so far they were basically kind of also something that you could have read from the trailer if you've watched it but what i'm gonna say now <laughs> is not not in the trailer um because she found out that her mother or at least the uh, I, I think it was a, a point at the suffragettes movements in a way, like or at some some feminist. It was movement. gearing up for the women's right to vote. Yeah, it was gearing up for the women's right to vote, and they had an organization. And um, the way I understood it in the movie um, was that, or maybe at and, and and I still could be possible that that's not what it intended to be, but. Um, the way I understood it was that they were actually arming themselves with bombs and all that to have like a, a proper, um, uh, not war, but a proper, proper uh, violent riot. Mm -hmm. um, and then by whatever, what, what Enola did and how Enola then kind of um, made sure that this, the guy, which then turned out to be her love interest and throughout the story, um, 
that he got to the place to vote there. That's what made the change and not the violence made the change, which I found really nice. Um, that this is the, because it gives a bit of a, of a, not all, not not it does not always have to be violent, and 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 I don't mean that it doesn't necessarily can be or has to be violent, but it can also happen without violence and voting matters. I think that was the the message that I got from from the movie. And you sometimes think there is only one way out, but um, it's often smaller things that make the difference. And in that way, she kind of, by what she did and how she protected and, and, and resolved all of the crime around, around him, whose name I already forgot. Um, yeah. Um, basically solved the problem. Well, solved the problem or was, the main issue why women's votes, uh, the vote for women was um, put into place then. And that's something I really found super interesting that it showed that move of it also being the smallest things can make a difference and one vote matters in a way that that's what I took away from it. And I found that on the other hand, pretty interesting then. Yeah. The women's right movement in London in the 1800s was you know, I think that was kind of the precursor to first wave feminism. Um, like it mm -hmm. was before that really became a thing in, in America, um, but it was the foundation of the entire feminist movement, really. And it was those women that were campaigning um, to bring the woman's right to vote that, you know, changed the course of history. Um, and mm -hmm. yeah, okay, the story had, had that... Um, you know, there was the threat against Tewksbury um, to murder him because uh, he would have been the lord to, like, one lord that needed to put the vote over. Um, mm -hmm. And his family didn't want any change and all of this, blah, 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 blah. Which I also found interesting, actually, was it that, that it was the grandmother that was kind of the mastermind behind all that. I was like, mm. dude, dude. Um, well, why, 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 what do you mean? What do you mean? Um, like her, the grandmother being like the driving force behind the assassination plot for her grandson. It just shows that women can like uphold the patriarchy and be resistant yeah. to change as well. Um, yeah. But it was still like, come on. <laughs> In a way, you like. think so? Yeah, a wee bit. I was like, oh, so, okay. <laughs> it, it would just, I don't know, kind of pissed me off that it was her because like okay she it's a woman imparting violence against her family like she killed her son she's got a plot to kill her grandson also the women can't get the right to vote um it was just kind of like oh all right it pissed me off that it was a woman masterminding it all to like stop the progress why why not i mean because because as you said women can can also be the ones be, it can be it, the masterminds. But it was like I I don't know. Like it just pissed me off. Would it, it did the 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 fact that it was the grandmother or that somebody plotted against it in general? That it was the grandmother. That like she was just an evil old lady who didn't that she was murdering her family and like was behind in progress. Would it piss you less if it were a man? I don't get it. Yeah, I think so. I don't ask me why, but why? Yeah, I, I, I just don't ask me why. <laughs> because we because we're used to men being masterminds and women are not. No, it's not even about that. It just pisses me off that they chose a woman to be the ultimate villain to uphold the patriarchy. But then maybe that's a social like a commentary on on social um 
on society because like women can be uh, like our own worst enemies and women are part of the biggest reason that the patriarchy still exists. Yeah, we're, I don't think any, we're, we're, for me, it's mainly that it just shows that we're not like, yes, we're victim, but victims, but we're also perpetuators. And generally, I'm not a big, the biggest fan of the victim mentality. So, so like, I can't do anything about anything because, um, I'm, I, I have this and that and all that happening against me. And yes, I know that that's obviously, of course, it's a structural problem and that this has a bigger fight to fight, but that doesn't mean that we, um, can't take responsibility to to for change and also that doesn't mean that we don't play a part in this in it as well because none of our hands are free from blood <laughs> no that was too uh, i was thinking of a of a very very religious connection but i couldn't figure the words out anymore so forget about that but i don't Wonderful. remember what the what the what the thing never it's mind. okay I, I i know what you mean though it's like none of us are like are all all of us are complicit in some way of upholding the patriarchy, yeah. but we're also complicit in taking it down. Yes, unless that's why. Yeah, but I mean, I enjoyed the overall theme of the movie. I thought it was entertaining, and I thought that all of the actors were phenomenal, uh, yeah. especially Millie Bobby Brown, like playing Enola Holmes. It was like that role was made for her. She was perfect. Yeah, the two together, Helena Bonham Carter and. Um, Millie Bobby Brown they're just the perfect combo mm-hmm. because that's what you want that's exactly and we've, we've said it before um, that's exactly what you think Elena Bonham Carter's relationship to her daughter was like if she would actually have one oh <laughs> that's interesting <laughs> we have Ollie in chat and he mentioned that he absolutely hated Enola Holmes why Ollie yes tell us you can tell write us. that while we while we keep talking about it um and that's what, yeah, that's what you would think um, her relationship with her daughter would be like. And mm-hmm. they were just like the, this great combo who who totally added on each other in a way, like in the relationship as well. They made such a great, um, yeah, it was such a great relationship. And I also love that kind of Sherlock came around in a way, but mm-hmm. that's also because it's Henry Cavill and well, I'm very... Well, it is Henry Cavill and we're... We're biased. Um, <laughs> but also, like, I feel like the character of Sherlock was amused by his sister's um, disregard for the conventional patriarchy and the rules yeah. and everything. And I, he was just like, oh, let her, let her be kind of thing. Um, and he just found that amusement. And yeah, okay, that does stand with what we know of Sherlock's character, like, from the books and from other mm-hmm. adaptations, like, especially... Um, the Robert Downey Jr. adaptation of Sherlock. Um, I actually watched the second, the sequel of that one last week with dad as well. Cause he was like, Oh, let's watch mm-hmm. Sherlock. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and like, he is this like cheeky kind of character who, who does have a soft spot for women breaking the rules. And I feel like it is part of his character. Um, so it did make a lot of sense that he nurtured Enola in that way as well. Whereas Mycroft is always the more stuffy, uphold the traditional yeah i mean that's always like in all of the you know (laughs) in all of the um versions of sherlock mycroft is a bit of a suck up stick stick, yeah stick up his ass person whereas Mm -hmm. sherlock is just like i'm gonna do my own shit and 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 all that so i approve i think that too and i actually do think that 
And that's what at least what I've what what it seemed to me is that, but that could also be just super projection because Henry Cavill is Henry Cavill. That it's more it was more for him than just oh look at her being breaking the rules, haha. But also some kind of pride that that she figured like she has the same skills as he, or even sometimes even better skills than mm-hmm. than he has. So so this kind of look at her and 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 helping her in a way to even even nurture that a bit more because he he put her on on a path a bit as well so to to not discourage her but more encourage her to do more stuff and bring her more clues and all that so it's interesting that you bring that you bring that up because i feel like with um eudoria holmes like everyone's mother the mother that like played by helen and bottom carter um she obviously brought up Sherlock in much the same mindset of like being inquisitory and te- training him to do everything else um, like in terms of investigations and being tough and having a bit of fighting spirit and everything. Um, she's brought Enola up the same way. So of course Sherlock is going to be like, yeah, well, this makes sense is what our mother has trained our daughter to do. But somewhere along the lives, like Mycroft just got stuck in the mud. Yeah. But I mean, there's always one of those, right? True. So there's always one, one weird especially isn't Mycroft the older one just an assumption i think so yeah so maybe so maybe born, yeah that and and also sometimes even though family teach, teaches you one thing doesn't necessarily mean you can walk can't walk another way now i know that um anna in our discord um was also saying about the portrayal of corsets in this film um, was mm-hmm. just kind of perpetuating a negative stereotype because corsets weren't actually made to be like restraints and uncomfortable. Um, they were just basically a Victorian bra. Um, mm-hmm. They weren't designed to train your waist or break your back or cause you not to breathe and like all this. Um, and I like, I've seen actually a lot on Instagram about corsets lately as well. Like it seems to have, I don't know if it's just a coincidence or if it's actually just become a discussion like on Instagram or anything. So it was a little bit disappointing. I, and I totally see that from their perspective, like, you know, historical clothing experts um, that, you know, it kind of sucks that they have had that stereotype in this film as well. Yeah. 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 I can see that. Like, I can see that, that it's annoying, especially when you know the history of courses and all that. But the general understanding of, not the general understanding, but the general opinion of corsets and how they have been used since then, and especially in nowadays, considering everything is about constraint and making you slimmer and not making you show any fat. So that's just so out of this historical understanding of what a corset was that just gets absolutely lost mm-hmm. in translation. And it, I think in in these moments, the the movie effect is just one that is more important than or the theatrical effect is more important than the historical value <sighs> accuracy yes value. yeah for sure and like i think that yes okay the film did bring up about like corsets being restrained basically um it also like when that scene with Enola like getting changed into this like proper young lady wearing mm-hmm. like the dress and all, it did show her getting like in the shapewear as well. Like the the bit that chaps onto her or tapes attaches to her bum basically to like give her like hips and mm-hmm. um, like shape the body. Like it wasn't just about, you know, training a waist or making a waist appear smaller because of the corset. It was also 
the the puffiness around the hips and lifting up mm-hmm. the breasts and like making a, a body more than it was because I think that a lot of Victorian culture was shaping the body to look like more uh, rounded more rounded and fuller for society standards even when like a woman maybe didn't have those curves and and features um so and Oli says in chat that courses are too sexualized nowadays and uh, for them to be included too sexualized and too viewed upon as a dieting or body changing item which i totally agree and and i mean that's also that was i mean when the beauty and the beast came out and Emma Watson decided to deliberately not wear a corset in the Beauty and the Beast. That just shows it now how how much it is used to exactly that extent to to have the body look a certain way when it doesn't, and not necessarily just as a bra. But yeah, I mean, overall, like I think that it's fun to reimagine Victorian era outfits and costume and dress, like with somebody like Enola Holmes in mind as well who can for example use the garter belt to hold her knives or like slide a knife down the side of her boot or like use it uh to hide like all of the ways that she can beat your ass essentially um behind this woman exterior (laughs) I I did like that um approach to it for sure yeah can we also talk about how epic it is that we had this um black female side role there who was kind of the the i don't know what what she mm-hmm. edith um played by susan wakoma who was training women how to fight yes. and like owned a tea house but it was upstairs and you could go and like be part of this secret women's organization to overthrow the patriarchy and like it was really fucking badass honestly yeah it was super fucking badass um, and she was she had such an important role as a kind of messenger in a way. Mm-hmm. Like 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 she was the one who held the knowledge. Yeah, she really was kind of like the almost a mastermind behind the whole thing, like the organizer, the mm-hmm. puppet master. Um, like I don't know, there was a lot of power in her role. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm going to reference Mel's article again because um, it's interesting because black women when the like right to vote came and was 1884 black women didn't also get the right to vote um it was only it was only white women so it was it it is an interesting role that they've given to erica as a black woman to have this kind of power in the organization to then not receive the power after all the fight Mm -hmm. like the power of the vote yeah and that's all information that we didn't also didn't get from the movie clearly because how accurate is the movie so so it just seems like a nice roundup but not the prediction like not the the actual presentation of what real history was back then because i don't was it even at the same time and all that i don't think so same same year which part they never mind so (laughs) it was clearly the same era yeah, it was the clear, clear uh, the same area because the women's right to vote was around 1884. I'm going to say off the top of my head, I could be off by a couple of years, but it was definitely the 1880s, mm-hmm. which is around the same time period that Enola Holmes is taking place. And it's what the organization that her mother belonged to and that Erica um, was kind of liaising uh, was that was basically the organization, like the early suffragettes yep. to 
um, to do that. So it's interesting. I'm not saying that it shouldn't have been a black woman because I love the power that yeah, they gave yeah. that role. And like, she was just amazing in it. And she was really awesome. She was really hot and she was a really great fighter. And I loved it. Like, I just loved her character. Mm-hmm. But, um, and like Mel said in her article, I do wonder, you know, was it intentional that they've given that, that specific role to a black woman when black women were not given the right to vote? Um, like with but with black women were always the ones who have been fighting for everyone's rights and we're the last ones to always get them like everything they always get the last uh, and still don't have all of the same rights as as others as white women have so um, that doesn't mean they never fought they always fought they were the first ones to fight and they just never really received it And, and 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 I mean black trans women were the ones who 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 fought for LGBTQ rights and all a lot of other rights, and they're still the last ones in the in the in the chain now. Even though they were the first ones to stand in line and be like, yeah, "We need first this. To we need revolution." Yeah, and the last to reap the reward of it. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So in that like in that scenario, it actually makes perfect sense for Erica to be. Um, why do I keep calling her Erica for Edith? <laughs> the whole time I've been calling her Erica, and her name is Edith. <laughs> um, so yes, my brain is just as good as yours today. Um, perfect. So it does make, <laughs> make perfect sense for her to be, um, you know, played by a revolutionary woman um, who mm-hmm. is at the forefront of revolution, but always the last to receive. Yeah. Minnie didn't, maybe they should have added that while she was fighting, she still didn't receive it because that's clearly not something that you figure out from the from the movie and should could have been an additional learning um or something that they just uh, point at that while she was fighting, she didn't reap the, reap the rewards um, as much. Mm-hmm. But then it's also a Hollywood movie, kind of. <laughs> How much education do we expect from that? We're already we can already be kind of grateful to have um, strong female mo- role models now in movies and not just absolute the ones that that doesn't mean that 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 we didn't have strong female role mo- role models before but just the fact that i sit there and watch this movie and think like you think about the fact that if you take with a love story that's one of the most empowering movies that i like like one of the movies that you just ha- happen to see that a lot of people probably watch because millie bobby brown is super successful now with all the people who watch Str- stranger things henry cavill is fucking successful because of the witcher and because of superman and because, because of all of that so, and because of henry cavill and because he built the gaming computer and the hottest person on the planet while doing that um so so it's like all of these, a lot of people will probably watch this movie just because of the people that have been casted. Um, and that already gives it a bigger platform than often other things. You would would have needed to go and find movies with that powerful female force at the, at the, on the main stage, basically, mm-hmm. um, before, like when I was growing up. So I think that's just. A nice move. It's not where we want it to be. Of course, we would have loved. We would love to be. We would have loved it to be different. But it's still Hollywood, and I don't know. Some things just take fucking time, even though they shouldn't. Yeah, I think for like all of the faults, which I think we've mentioned, probably most of them that I found, it's still a wonderful movie. It's still really empowering, and I enjoyed it. Um, and mm. I, I think it's as simple as that. Like I really enjoyed this film and I got kind of those same vibes that I got the first time I watched Captain Marvel, like just that fierce pride welling up inside me. I was like, yes, yeah. like if I was a child watching this movie, like if I was 
10, 11, 12 years old, it's like, yeah, I would feel inspired by this. Yeah. I mean, I see what, what Mel is saying, that um, she thinks that most people don't see the issues with the movie. She enjoyed the movie, but she couldn't. it could have been more. Um, but maybe Hollywood is not the right address for it. Yeah, I mean, the question is, how much can a movie do? Like, mm -hmm. I think a movie can do very much. Um, as we saw with Captain Marvel, the movie did a lot and the movie had no romance in it in a way. But then also Wonder Woman also has romance in it. So so it's a thing of, I think it's a Hollywood issue that they often combine romance with movies that have nothing to do with it in a way or should it doesn't don't necessarily need to have anything to do with romance in a way but it's because it sells mm -hmm. like the way that sex sells the way that romance sells yeah and as Mel says a lot of people want romance so as I mentioned before I wasn't hating it I was like yeah we wouldn't have needed this but I can get on board with it because it's cute so, but I, but I'm I'm aware that that I was aware that it would have not been necessary, and it took a bit away from her her as if she wasn't able to stand on her own, which she still did in all in in, in most of the scenes. And but it wasn't. It's not that every woman needs a man to be complete, or needs a partner to be complete, or that every man needs a partner to be complete. Um, mm -hmm. And that's just. But that's still something that. Um, is a different. I think that's a different layer, even more to to the feminist side of the movie. Uh, and I do think the feminist side of the movie is still something that we haven't seen as much before, and that we need to see more of, and that we that it needs to be more clear that maybe it's not always the people that need to change. Maybe it's the everybody else that needs changing, as she basically said in the film. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. Yeah, it's not an education. It's something that people... I think movies, and we talk about this all the time, like pop culture can really influence and does influence a lot where we are going. And despite every, and, and not everybody will go ahead and read a feminist book and not everybody will go ahead and read up on black um, history or read up on black people's rights or on Black Lives Matter and all of that. But the fact that these things are visible now and it become even more and more visible it's just an important step and we need to be aware that we can't go from zero to 500 in two seconds and all it all is done and well with it but it is a process and i think we're in the middle of the process right now and with more and more movies coming out the next movie could be entirely different and in two years we're going to think look back at this movie and they're like well look at that one that was the first one of the first ones that put us on that path that where we're going now and that was captain marvel that are the wonder Wo wonder woman movies and that's also for me also part of it is also Nola Holmes because I do think she's great she's a young strong woman and I, I didn't have a young strong strong woman like that anywhere on, on, on television when I was growing up I had Joey from Dawson's Creek who I liked but she was also all about the boys and 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 there weren't that many strong badass girls at 16 yeah <laughs> back then I definitely agree with everything that you said and I also think that like I mean, we're open here to a sequel or maybe even a, a, a an entire series, like take it out of the film realm, bring it into television. Like, I think that there's a lot that can be done with Nola Holmes with the same cast and crew mm. um, that can, you know, take what the foundation of what this initial film has laid and expand on it, make it 
deeper, make it even more meaningful than this already yeah. is and bring more history and more fiction and, you know, more enjoyment into it. I like, I don't think that there's anything right now that is limiting the possibilities that can be taken within old homes. Plus the yeah. fact that this is a book series already um, mm -hmm. by uh, Nancy Springer, um, the case of the missing Marquess, uh, the Enola Holmes mystery. So it looks like, you know, there's a whole series of books written by um, N Nancy Springer that could be used as a jumping off point um, for mm -hmm. more films for a series. A series would be amazing. Like get on that. Um, I would get on that series. I, yeah. I would like, I would watch a shit out of an old home series. Like I think we get really yeah. deep into the characters, like way more than you yeah. can with them. Um, but yeah, like on the whole, I think that there's a lot that can be done with this story, a lot that can be done with it, this character and this iteration of Sherlock Holmes as well as like a nurturing mm -hmm. kind of older brother figure who really does just encourage his sister to yeah. break, break society's rules. I mean, he also her. breaks society's rules sure very does. much. So. Yeah. So, but it's more acceptable because he's got a penis. I know he's got a penis. <laughs> you said Willy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mel says, even if the love story was annoying, she didn't live she didn't live happily ever after with that Lord Big Plus. We don't That's know true. if she lives happily ever after. Is that what you said? Like she didn't, she didn't end up with him. Oh, there was no. Film. Well, well yeah. we don't know. Not, well, not at the end of this film. There's like it's. Yeah. She was just like see you around kind of thing. Like it's really open ended. Oh, Mel, said, Mel thinks she ditched him. It's possible. We don't really. Oh, know they it. were so cute in the end, though. They were quite I'm cute. sorry, I have a soft spot because he was also kind of adorable. He like was, he's such a I dumb little boy and kind of Yeah, I know exactly what you mean, and I had the same feeling. But I'm easily swayed by romance. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's really not necessary, and why do we need one now? Because that's not. She's looking for her mother and all that, and is. <sighs> not you it's me <laughs> that's what she said yeah maybe maybe she just wants to find her own and then they can be together. whatever it doesn't really it matter doesn't what matter. happens with him afterwards yeah no. and that's also kind of what it matters what what his role in history was kind of that's what we can get from that and not whether or not they're a couple or not they care mm -hmm. deeply for each other at a very young age and they were really adorable and first love is always nice Mm -hmm. Just gets annoying afterwards. <laughs> Touche. Uh, Touche. Um, yeah. Yeah. But all so, in all, would recommend. I would recommend it. I was going to say, like, my final thought is, like, just watch the film. Because um, it's it's good. It's enjoyable. Even with all its maybe historical inaccuracies or problems. But don't watch it for that. Watch it because of its badass feminist vibes. And yeah. Millie Bobby Brown. And the Helen small... Bonham Carter and Henry Cavill and the overall story and the mystery. Like I, I haven't met a Sherlock Holmes that I don't love. So yeah. And I mean that as true. like the overall brand, like the whole Holmes brand, like not just Sherlock Holmes. Like I just, I love everything to do with mysteries and the whole story of it all. It's interesting though, that you are okay with the repetition of that storyline, but not with the repetition of DC storylines, even though it's the same that. origin story over and over again. Don't start. <laughs> We're not talking about my decision. Should I not have pointed that out? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In my Sherlock, uh, in my love for Sherlock, I would row it before 
I would put it before. I don't know if that was a proper word. I would put it before, even before the <sighs> Robert Downey Jr. movies. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't decide if I like Cumberbatch more than than Enola, just because it's modern mm-hmm. and it's so kind of fucking weird at the same time that it just wants to keep you watching in a way. It's true. Yeah, it's hard to rank them. I feel like I genuinely just kind of love them all fairly equally. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 That. Yeah. But other yeah. than that, Enola Holmes, go watch it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's that's what I've got to say about Enola Holmes. Any last thoughts, Monica? I have no thoughts today. I don't have a lot of thoughts, I know, and when they come is- out, they're very confusing. So, so yeah. we've got to deal with that. <laughs> Agreed. Um. So what we would love for you to do is actually, if you haven't left a review for Geek Herring yet, we would love if you hopped over to Apple Podcasts and left us a review. Reviews help the podcast get visibility. It lets us know that you're out there listening to us, which we know that you are because we've got wonderful people in chat. We've got wonderful people in Discord, but those reviews really do help the show um, grow and reach more people. So we'll drop the link for that in our show notes. And if you could just take a wee minute to do that would be wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much that was such a british ask go fucking write us a review we like you we love you and you love us too so do it period <laughs> yeah that's what monica said <laughs> could, you, could you please please write us a review it would be so nice please do it thank you <laughs> and we see you again next week for another awesome episode of geek hearing bye <laughs> If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com. Mm-hmm.